The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series, episode number 102, The Community Council. The guitars and tambourine brought the song to a swift and smashing end. The audience looked stunned for a moment and then began to clap. By twos and threes, people stood up to cheer. The musicians looked around the circle, surprised by the enthusiasm, and took a bow. Many thanks to all of you, and we hope to see you again soon. Now, let's get comfortable and plan our next steps. Um, who would like to start the discussion? People began whispering to each other, and finally, Fred Peterson, standing outside the circle, like a prophet come in from the wilderness, spoke out. I agree with all that has been said so far, but the devil is in the details. So I'd like to risk some plain talk about the problems we face. The murmuring stopped. He had their attention. I think many of you are wondering why these floods are growing all along the Half Moon Valley, while Rivergate and many other places are vulnerable, and why our own church school building has been abandoned and needs repair. I have relatives in Rivergate and have studied the weather over 40 years. I can tell you that our weather patterns have changed. The warm wind from the south brings more moisture up into the forest preserve, and these storms and thunderheads are pushed west along the barrier of the cliffs toward the wetlands. Sometimes the clouds come right over into Middletown and we see storms like that last week. But mostly the clouds veer off into the marsh, hit the cooler air from the north, and leave their moisture there. Yes, we got a bad storm last Saturday night, but it rained three or four times that amount up the Snake and Half Moon rivers. I drove some of my workers back to the trailer park yesterday. Highway 71 was closed as trucks brought in tons of gravel to protect the slope on the edge of the highway from the rising water. I hear over the radio that streets in Evansville and River City were flooded on Sunday and Monday morning. So the rising water affects the entire Half Moon Valley. The people with money and organization, such as our state government and the large corporations have for years been pretending that this problem is simply not happening or will somehow go away. But it's not going away. It's getting worse. Fred Peterson stopped and looked around the circle. I've got one more thing to say. It used to be that the fortune and the wealth of families in Half Moon and Middletown 
generously supported our church and its building maintenance, its programs, and its charities, but that support has diminished over the years. Now, as our campaign to fight climate change grows, the rich and their supporters are running a campaign of their own to boycott donations. We can expect this standoff to continue as long as we insist that climate change is an urgent moral issue for us all. And so I say to you, do not expect help from the wealthy for either our church or for Rivergate. That group thinks people in Rivergate County should just move away, the sooner the better, and they hope our minister here and folks like me will disappear as well. The wealthy are after our land. They'd like our farms to go bankrupt so they can buy and develop the property. We've managed to defend our town and farmlands so far, but it gets harder every year. The room was silent. He looked around again, his face both serious and sad. We've seen this struggle coming for years, and most of us have been afraid of saying publicly what we all know to be the case. But I think those days are over. We've got to take action now just to survive and live with our own consciences. Uh, thanks for your attention. Uh, I'm here to help in any way I can. Oh, thank you. All right. Oh, oh, oh that's my brother. Oh, oh, oh. Terrence Williams, standing behind the circle with his daughter Shannon, spoke next. My daughter and I live in Half Moon and are new to this church. I want to tell you that we love what we see. You've got something good going in this town, something we believe in. I'm a lawyer with a a few connections, and I manage my daughter's soccer team that has been practicing behind the toy store and the coffee shop. We'll do all we can to help this group. The children and soccer players began cheering. I'd also like to introduce my niece, Sarah Williams, a journalism student from Evansville College. She may be able to present our situation to the public in a more accurate way than <laughs> some other newspapers. <laughs> but uh, she may be able to reach out to people by telling the truth. Uh, go ahead. Stand up, Sarah. Let the people know who you are. Terence waved to his niece, who turned out to be the new girl sitting next to Stephanie. Sarah rose as people waved and said hello. Hello, everybody. I'm doing my internship with Stephanie's uncle, Freddy Baez, at the Evansville Record. You may have seen his article and photos in yesterday's paper. He's asked me to get involved and write articles for the Record. I'm very interested in all that you're doing. Freddy and I believe our audience in the River Valley will follow this story. She gave the group a smile, and her face glowed with youthful enthusiasm. She hardly looked older than her 14-year-old cousin, Shannon. I'll be here a lot over the coming school year, and I'm happy to meet all of you. 
People clapped and a few stood up to shake her hand. Side conversations began around the room, but Terence was not finished. Um, one more thing. Uh, we should ask Phoebe and Gilligan and Sammy and their friends how they've been able to draw such crowds and help their stores prosper despite all the obstacles the powerful have thrown in their way. The eyes of the group moved to Gilligan and Phoebe. Suddenly, Jeremy yelled, Hey! Sammy's here too! The crowd gave Sammy a standing ovation. Sammy, oh, oh, my friend, it's been forever. How you doing? How you doing? Sammy, it's so good to see you. Thanks, Reverend! Thanks! The old man had tears in his eyes and waved his hand. He spoke, but no one heard a word. Tuck stood and raised his hands. I want you all to know that Sammy and his staff have donated tonight's dinner for our meeting. Thanks to all of you who volunteered to help. Phoebe rose from her seat on the floor and walked over to give Sammy a hug. People turned their heads and chairs to see them. She pulled him by the hand and Isaiah offered his chair. All became silent, waiting for Sammy to speak. Oh, Terence, you and Winderman and the other lawyers and Stephanie, you and your uncle from the Evansville record, you deserve all the credit. And George, those photos are fantastic. Oh, I'm very happy. Yeah, we reopened the coffee shop today to prepare this dinner, and we'll be there as usual tomorrow. Gilligan rose, and clapping began again. That goes for us, too. The toy store will be open. Same time, same place. Some of the children and teens stood up and looked around. But what about the soccer team? What about us? We want to play, too. What about the soccer field? What about us? We want to play. Come on. What about the soccer team? Yes. Lewis and I opened the field today for a couple of hours. And practices and pickup games will continue as before. Both the girls and boys teams are registered with the Half Moon County Junior Soccer League and will have regular schedules beginning in September. Shannon, Nico, Sule, Joel, and Gio ran over to talk to Phoebe and sat on the floor nearby. People began to speak in small groups about the news. Shannon stood up. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm only 14, but Reverend Tuck invited us, so can I say something? Yes, please. Let's hear it. Shannon, shy in front of the large group, found her voice. Well, you know, we've said a lot of things so far. But what are we actually going to do? The room stayed quiet. My friends and I want to do things. Play a part. Get a chance to be somebody. It's our world, too, and we're ready to work. Shannon came to a halt. 
The teens clapped and yelled. Fred Peterson stepped into the circle and spoke. She's right. It's late and we don't want to lose this chance to get organized. Sammy, what do you suggest? For many of us older folks wanted to see changes, you've been our hero. How did you get this new energy going? How did you get the young people involved? Oh, well, mainly I just wanted to do it. I'm an old man. I wanted to do something to be proud of before I die. So I took a few risks, and Gilligan did too, with the concerts, the green market, the soccer field, giving the kids a chance, the leadership to do things. I'm a careful man, but I thought to myself, uh, I'm being a little too careful, too afraid, and time is going by. Phoebe helped me get started, and then other young people jumped in, and pretty soon they had this whole new world going on before our eyes.
how I feel Now I finally know that it's real, it's real And I think together we might find a way Cause I gotta say we can make it happen too I gotta say we can make it happen too I gotta say we can make it happen today Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.